What up? What up? What up? Another week, another week of no sports, but things still still happen. Things still happen. There's still topics to be discussed, I guess. And with the lack of cowboy fan, we have the freedom to talk about the Redskins again. Let's go. Let's go, Redskins corner number two. <laughs> is it number this two? I feel like this is our second Redskins corner. It might just be. It might just be. Where so, are you guys, Ross? Oh, go ahead, JK. Well, what I was gonna say is like obviously there's been big news in the Redskins like area where like you know like we have you know obviously Chase Young our draft and we haven't really had a chance to talk about that and I think there's actually more to the whole what happened during the draft process especially with how we got rid of Trent Williams mm-hmm. um, and I, I think it was more of a growing experience for the Redskins organization dude mm-hmm. um, we'll get into that but I want to kind of like ex- like see what your guys thoughts are like how do you guys feel about the draft um, you know Arash let me hear your feedback I know you were kind of really big into like Redskins information so yeah, man. Uh, like you said, right off the bat, it's easy to start the conversation about uh, Chase Young. He, um, he was the easy pick. He arguably is the best player in the draft. And usually if you're the best player in the draft, you need to be the first team drafting to get them. And so we kind of lucked out this year. The Angles needed a quarterback. Joe Burrow has just as much argument as possibly being the best person in the draft. Um, so it made the, deci- e- the decision easy for them. And we lucked out being the second team. I think we did end up getting the best player in the draft. And thankfully, we didn't uh, screw it up. You know, we didn't trade out of the pick. We didn't uh, get fancy. We took the guy that was the obvious uh, answer, and we grabbed him. And I think once you started with that pick, um, I don't think we did a great job the rest of the draft. But because we got the first one right, it um, makes the rest of the draft look at least positive um, because you, you got the most important one right. Go I'm just happy we didn't trade and get to us somehow. That was my biggest fear was that we were going to fuck around and get to us somehow and be like, oh, my God, we just have more drama. We can never get away from drama. But I'm happy that didn't happen. I'm happy we got Chase Young. I'm happy we signed Thaddeus Moss off an undrafted free agent because he didn't get drafted because of his foot. And to be honest, I like the pickup of Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. Like, I still believe that if he had – been in a, uh, a shittier uh, wide receiver draft class, he would have mm-hmm. been taken much higher. So I think that was a little bit of a steal for us. But, I mean, outside of that, our, our draft was fine. I mean, Siddiqui Charles is going to be a question mark. I mean, maybe he's really good. He's really athletic. But also he could – I mean, there's no – there's like a lesser penalty on um, marijuana use, right? So that's there's a good no thing. Yeah. Marijuana use. yeah. Exactly. Which is less, right? Which is less. So if he can – and it doesn't matter if that was the issues that he had in college, whatever. I mean, we can deal with that, right? That doesn't even matter anymore. It's a non-issue. Well, I'm going to give my complete feedback now. Yeah. Like, I, wanted, I wanted to get, let you guys get your opinions out. I knew Arash did not like the draft too much. But I think it's – this draft was kind of like a big thing for us because, number one, you got Chase Young. Immediately, if you look at our front seven, you don't need to worry about the back four after that, Right. Look at any team that's had an elite back four. It's because they keep getting pressure up front. So because of that, I'm comfortable with us not going after like a safety or a corner, um, even though we, we did express that that is a need for us, right? Because we're addressing it by getting to the quarterback. Our front four now, we should be able to get to the quarterback without adding in a fifth guy. And when we get to throw in a fifth guy, automatic sack. Right. Like it, Mm -hmm. you are build like, if you look at any good team, they build from the trenches and they build up. Right. Um, So that was like a very good thing that I like that, you know, like we stuck with our gut. We went with Chase Young. I don't think that like, you know, if you look at Ron Rivera's like interviews afterwards, like he, I don't think he was thinking anything else. He was like, no one even threw anything remotely close to getting us to trade out of that position. Um, So that, that's like obviously the easy part. Then, like, the next pick, Antonio Gibson, like, who, you know, some people say he's a running back. Some people say he's a wide receiver. But overall, so, like, look at his highlights. He's just a pure weapon. He can be used in both of those positions. So, for him, um, the only tweet that gave me – like, the only tweet that I saw that gave me, like, any positive, like, reaction was 
Think of a shittier uh, Christian McCaffrey, a guy that can do a little bit of everything. Yes, a shittier version. I'm not like sitting here saying Christian McCaffrey, but Christian a guy McCaffrey that can for the first round pick for a reason. Agreed, agreed. And this was a third. So like, even if he's half of Christian McCaffrey, you lose Chris Thompson. So there's someone to maybe fill that that void that you have. So I mean, he'll be listed as a running back. So this makes the running back room. <laughs> they don't have enough seats in that room right now. Yeah. So I, it, this does make me worry about the running back room a, a lot because, uh, like, Gogi, I was texting you about it. I'm, I'm pretty sure that both Geis and AP are not going to be on this team next season. One of them is going to be gone. So um, right now, and I know this is not official, this, and, but right now on ESPN, Darius Geis is listed as the first running back. AP is the second. I know it means almost nothing, but – that's what it is. I, I honestly don't agree. There's no way they get rid of either of those guys. Like, I, I just don't see how it happens. You put so much draft value into guys. Why would you, like, let it go? Yeah. And he has so much potential. That's why. And the other guy that really concerns me now is Bryce Love. I kind of feel like that draft pick was a punt now because Bryce Love was this guy that, you know, he tore up his knee. He, you know, he was a very good college running back. He probably would have been a first-round pick if he never got hurt. And I feel like his injury just didn't progress the way that it should have. Um, so I, I think that that draft pick basically is a goner. Um, maybe they start him off on the pup list, but it, it's a little bit concerning. So I'm okay with Antonio Gibson because you're giving a guy that has multiple uses to an offense where you have a young quarterback and you need the quarterback time to like kind of like learn everything. And you're giving him a Swiss Army knife. I'm, I'm perfectly happy with a Swiss Army knife. Um, and then our next pick, Sadiq Charles. Um, obviously, like, he was suspended. He has character issues. Um, I think his suspension was around drugs, which obviously the NFL has been a little bit more lenient on. Mm-hmm. I think in the right system with the right coaching, you can turn this into a good draft pick. Um, yeah. He's an athletic guy. He... You know, you have a strict coach now, and I don't think uh, – I think Ron Rivera is a no-nonsense no guy, so, like, that's the perfect type of guy that you need coaching guys that can be head cases because, you know what, if they – if he does, like, act up, I'm pretty sure he's not going to stick around. Um, the bigger thing about this draft pick was kind of what happened prior to, and that was us trading away Trent Williams for, you know, like third next year and a fifth this year. And I think that was actually a lot bigger than we really think it was because look who we traded to. We traded over to the 49ers, and this would have never, ever, ever happened in our previous regime. Because Kyle Shanahan used to be a Redskins guy, and, you know, he left on bad terms. Dan Snyder Mm -hmm. and him don't get along. And that just really shows, like, the power of, like, the room is really in Ron Rivera's favor compared to how in the years past, it was all Bruce Allen and, uh, you know, Dan, Dan Snyder. Um, this would have never happened before. I'm glad we got something out of it rather than just waiting and waiting and never getting anything. Um, good riddance. Like I'm, I'm happy for Trent. He's an amazing Redskin, uh, but it's time for him to move on. Like I get it. He was not going to come back. I'm not going to like, sit and sulk about it but you know at least we got something in return it just sucks that we had a first round pick last season and you know Allen ruined it for us so listen Trent Williams will always be the guy that got Bruce Allen fired and for that he's a hero and that's how I'm always gonna remember him after his career is over I mean look he's gonna be in the ring of fame it's all gonna happen like it's it's fine. Everyone, I know a lot of people are butthurt about the whole situation. Like, look, the, the organization did him dirty. And, yes, he wasn't totally innocent either. But, like, this is Bruce Allen's fault. Always remember that. This is Bruce Allen's fuck up at, at the end of the day. So, yeah. And literally the last pick that I cared about was our other fourth-round pick, Antonio Gandy Golden. Everything I've read about this guy is he should have been, like, either a late second, early third round pick. Uh, but because of the class that he came in, you know, like we got to steal with this guy. Um, yeah. And, you know, like he's huge. He's 6'4", 223. 
Um, and he can be that guy that we throw the ball up to and he can get, get the ball for us. Um, so I'm like actually really excited about those four prospects that we picked up. Um, everyone after that, I think is really just a, um, you know, a depth guy. Like anytime you draft someone for the line, I'm okay with that. You could always use an additional linebacker. You can always use another corner, safety, whatever. Um, but like, I'm actually like, obviously I would have gone for like certain other positions at certain points, but I think we did a smart draft overall. You know, we, we got the playmaker that we wanted. Um, and then with our other picks, like, it's not like we were in ideal situations and we got good players, good value players for those spots. Um, you know, we needed a left tackle. We got a left tackle. We needed offensive weapons for our young quarterback. We got some offensive weapons. And what did we you playmaker on defense? Before you, we go into the draft more, what did you think of the trade? Like, what do you guys grade on that trade for Trent Williams? Like, I, let me kick it off. And Al said, like, it is what it is. At least we got something. Couldn't it have been better? I feel like it could have. I mean, at this point, it was also the point where, like, don't – I was more and more worried that it was going to be nothing. We'd get nothing for him, so I'm going with worse. Like, it could have been worse, I feel like. It could have ended up worse. I'm going to go with a C if I'm going to grade it. Yeah, it's like a C, C plus. I would say C plus. It's a solid C. It's an A from the 49ers. They Uh, they killed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got fleeced. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'd say right around the same thing. Um, And it's just our hands are tied. Uh, Once a player – once teams know that a player wants to leave, you lose leverage, right? We lost leverage with Dunbar. We could only get back a fifth. And we lost leverage with Trent Williams by not trading him last year. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we're lucky to get a third, I think. I wish it was more. I'm one of those who's a little bit – my butt hurts a little bit. Um, <laughs> but then again, like, if I actually take the time and think back of all that Trent has done, like, it was constant week after week. You would hear reports of him playing injured, him playing hurt. Um, and he was there. Like, if he, if he could be there, he was there. And um, you see him repping Sean Taylor jerseys on, like, his anniversary of his passing and pregame warm-ups. And, like, I need to reflect back on those moments more than the last six months to um, when, I'm, when I'm thinking of how I feel about him. Because I hate that he's gone. And I hate that we didn't get anything back for him. I would have felt much better if we got a first. And I would have been more happy for him. But I should be happy for him regardless of what compensation we got. Um, uh-huh. If we didn't get enough compensation, that's not his fault. That's more our management and our prior leadership's fault. Um, so I'm happy for him. I'm happy he gets to go contend and hopefully play for a Super Bowl contender um, because he deserves that, man. He did everything he could for this organization while he was here. And um, I'm kind of happy he didn't go to Cleveland because who knows what Cleveland's going to be doing in the next few years. But San Fran was just there in the highest stage. And so hopefully he's, um, he's a piece that kind of pushes him over the top. And I'm not afraid about him going to a better team than us because we're not going to be competing or contending this next season anyways. Yeah, agreed. I agree 100%. I don't think we'll be contending, but I think we will compete, to be honest. You think so? So me and Pete, uh, if you recall, you may have been in the car this time last year before the, this past season had started. We made a bet, and I told Pete Redskins would win – four games or less, four or five games or less. And uh, the bet was an incremental bet where the money would uh, increase if the, le- the wins were less and the money would decrease if the wins were more. And yeah. so with the Redskins only winning three wins, I had a nice payout. And um, I-, I think it's the same. I don't think we jump up that much. I think we had a good draft. I think Chase Young helped. But um, I'm not as bullish as you are with our first four picks. I think Gibson – well, got drafted in the round he got drafted, but when you're drafting second overall in the third round, that's basically a second round pick. And I think that's too early for him. I like him. Um, he's faster than Christian McCaffrey. He ran a 4.39, whereas Christian was a late 4.4 kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he honestly, like, he's not, they compare him to Christian McCaffrey, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. Like, the dude is classified as a running back, but if you go back and look at his stats, he only rushed the ball 34 times in his mm-hmm. collegiate career. Like, how are you a running back if you only ran the ball 34 times, right? Uh, Most of his production came in his last season as a senior, and he required all four years to raise his stock, right? The guys who are, like, super talented are the ones leaving early because what else is college going to do for them? 
Whereas this guy needed four years. And I mean, it's, you know, that's no shot to him. Like a lot of guys need four years. If I wanted to play in the NFL, I would need eight years of college tape to uh, sell myself. But um, if you look at his tape, man, he's, he's a speed guy, right? So a lot of stretch plays, a lot of uh, outside zone rushes, jet sweeps are the types of runs that gain his production. And he broke a lot off, right? He's, he's one of those guys that got 40 plus yards rushing on carries. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how Rivera uses them. He has a track record, obviously, with McCaffrey of being able to use these kind of athletes. Um, mm. But I don't, I hear the Christian McCaffrey comparisons and I'm, I think people are going to get too excited too soon. Um, so I do want to clarify on one thing. Mm-hmm. He spent four years because two of his years was at Juco. And if you look at Juco players, most of them always stay till their senior year. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. they're like at, go on an absolute tear, which okay. you know, like generally you don't see that with Juco players. Right. Um, and Juco players do work out. Like it, it's not necessarily they're like, Garrett Blunt. Garrett yeah. Blunt was a Cam Newton oh, for sure. player. Yeah. Well, he, Cam Newton was not originally a JUCO player. Yeah, he was he a D one got in trouble. Yeah. And went JUCO for one year. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't by no means am I trying to compare him to like Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the league, if not mm-hmm. top three. Okay. And there we go. Now we agree. Now we agree. <laughs> I don't even think he's a top running back. I think Saquon's still the top. I agree. Now we're agreeing. We're still agreeing. <laughs> but <laughs> overall, like I just think like he is a weapon that can be used in numerous different ways. Yeah. Like, would you say uh, Chris Thompson was an amazing, like you know, like a top five running back in the league? No. Right. No. But he was a good weapon that we had. It's not mm-hmm. like he was a first round pick either. You know. So like, right. it, you can get players in that same like second to third to fourth round range that can make an impact. And I think, I don't necessarily think he's going to be like our scary Terry type player, but you can remember last season, no one thought scary Terry was going to do anything for us. Mm -hmm. And he became one of the, the one or two best wide receivers from last year's draft. Yeah. Yeah, no, he has that potential, man. And the best thing, the the thing I'm the happiest about with this selection, if you're going to select him, he's got speed. And like everything else you can teach, right? If you're a corner, if you're a receiver, if you're a running back, you can teach everything, but you can't teach speed. I remember when I was playing in high school football, I could learn better and I could spend the time and study and be better than the other guys on the team. But the other guys on the team had something that I could never get. And that was speed. And so they would always be a little bit better than me, no matter how much time I spent, because that's just a natural talent. If you have that, you have it. If you don't, you don't. And so running a 439 at the 40, gives this guy that speed. And so you'll always be able to find a way to use him. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy he has at least that. If I'm not convinced on anything else, I'm convinced that he's got that. And so that gives him that potential. And he was a high school sprinter, right? In, uh, in high school, he ran track and stuff. So um, that's always a good sign. Like RG3 was another one of those guys where he was running track and stuff at Baylor, I think, too, He at the collegiate yeah. level. Um, so, and you could see that, right? That would translate to the NFL. His passing wasn't great, and that was because he didn't study and stuff. But the reason he had the rookie year that he had is because at least he had that speed, and you can't teach that. Yeah. This is, leads me to a question. How many running backs do we carry on this roster? It's pretty We're stacked now, right? And How, how many do you think we – wait, but how, what's the number? You, you think we carry five through the season? Yeah. Or, Rock, how many do you think we carry? I hope we don't, right? I hope – I think four. We're I, all of a sudden stacked. I'm also saying that – in the sense that I think they carry in Antonio Gibson as a wide receiver, not a running back. Well, the, he, he's, I think he's going to be a run, He's designated as a running back. He's designated yeah. as both. But I think they say, like, okay, because he's going to make the roster regardless. Sure. I think they go shorter on one wide receiver and go one extra on running back because of that. Okay. I- so they signed both J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber to two-year deals. They're, neither of them are one-year deals. Um, I think they both get cut. I don't. I, how much guaranteed do they even carry? That's the thing. Yeah, I'm sure it's not much. I'm sure they can get cut. Um, they're obviously going to keep guys. They're going to get obviously going to keep Gibson. They just drafted him. It's going to come down to, and it sucks for Bryce Love, man. I was hoping he was going to come back, and it looked like 
with just Geis, AP, and him on the depth, on the roster before the draft. It looked like he was going to get that shot. But now all of a sudden, after two free agent signings and a draft selection in the third round, he looks like one of the couple odd men out. Um, so that sucks. Because, dude, he was a stud at Stanford. And um, a fourth-round pick is still a high pick. But he, he, I, was, I was considering him a possible steal when um, – when they drafted him last year, but now, yeah, I don't know what the plan is for him. If he's going to be ready for the, for the training camp or not, but um, I'm holding out hope for him. I hope they cut AP. I hope they cut AP or trade AP. Um, and I don't care about JD McKissick or Peyton Barber. They can cut both of them for all I care. Um, but why would you want to cut AP? He's the only one that's consistently been on the field. He's the only one consistent on the field and he's been productive. If you give him the ball, the issue is you don't, Either you give him the ball not enough, or you keep giving the ball in the wrong situation. So like I guess the only, yeah. yeah, I guess it depends on because I wanted them to cut him last year. I didn't want him at all last year, and so I guess it depends on what is your stance on the team, right? If you think this team is going to compete, then sure, keep AP. I didn't think the Redskins were going to compete last year, and so I didn't want AP. I want the young guys to get that experience. I want the young guys to be on the field, get that exposure. The Redskins weren't great last year, right? So AP took up snaps. Now, sure, guys got injured, so there wasn't a possible uh, opportunity for him to get that experience. But now you got Gibson, right, on the roster. Maybe you got Bryce Love. Hopefully, guys is back. If you keep AP on the team, someone's going to m- miss out on those snaps. And I don't think this team is going to be competing in 2020. If you do, then I understand why you would no, want I don't AP. No, I don't, I don't even think from a competing standpoint, you're, you, give, you take pressure off Haskins now with AP. AP is still a threat. Mm-hmm. AP's still a threat. You, defenses still have to account for him. They're not like, oh, like, whatever, don't stack the box because AP's old and can't do shit. You still mm-hmm. have that option. That playoff play action works better with AP. And then with a Bryce Love or whoever the fuck, like J.D. McKissick, Peyton Barber, or whatever, no one's respecting that shit. Mm-hmm. Darius Geist is in the air, right? AP, having an AP at least gives you that threat. So he's not getting rushed every single time. Let us stacking the box on him every single time, man. I, that's why I would keep AP for Dwayne Haskins development. Not like, I think a running back is much easier position to learn than quarterback. So like you take a couple snaps away, you're taking, you're taking wear off their tires and you have them for the long run. So that, that's right. the only reason I want to keep AP. The main reason why I would want to keep AP is because it's good to have an experienced guy to teach all the young guys. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a very, it's a very young offense, right? So like, like you're you one of the youngest teams in the NFL. You need some leadership, right? And, like, I think that, yes, Dwayne could take it over because he's the quarterback, but, like, you need veteran leadership, right? Like, Trent's gone now. Who is, who is the oldest guy on the roster now, right? Who is the season vet? Like, um, Thomas Davis on the defense, but on the offense, I don't – I mean, who is it? Morgan Moses at that point? Like, mm-hmm. dude's, like, always half dead. I, I think that's, like, a big part of it. I think that's one big part that – Ron Rivera probably wants, right? Is that mm-hmm. leadership. So, I don't know. I well, think they keep the, the – Technically, you still have Alex Smith, who was part of everything last season. Sure. And even sure. Dwayne Haskins was like, Alex Smith helped me a lot in my development in the second half of the season. For and sure. Arash, I think that's kind of where, like, you, you aren't really seeing the numbers. You see Dwayne Haskins failed as a rookie compared to, like, let's say Daniel Jones. Right. I'm just comparing the two guys. They had the same. They didn't fail. He's the same. They had the same outcome. Right. But like overall, people would, I've heard it numerous times that people said that Daniel Jones had a much better season Mm -hmm. than Dwayne Haskins. But when Daniel Jones came in, he was getting first team reps. Mm -hmm. He was basically handed the offense, was like, all right, you're going to be in charge. You're going to be like taking care of everything. That's not how uh, Dwayne Haskins was prepped. But why, though, right? Why? That's the question I ask myself. Yeah, Daniel Jones got a lot more preparation uh, early on. But why couldn't Haskins? It's because you had Gruden uh fighting for his job. Sure. But if Haskins came in and looked like Cam Newton, Gruden's not going to be like, no, this quarterback's too good. I need a mediocre guy. Haskins didn't demonstrate that he was ready, right? If you couldn't beat out... They also run two separate types of offenses. Haskins was not suited for Jay Gruden's offense. Well, then, yeah, that goes back to management drafting guys that are not aligning with your coaching scheme, right? And and that's kind of where this 
that's kind of where I said, like, you know, like I was more impressed with this draft mm-hmm. where like, you know, like we were willing to let go of Trent Williams, right. Mm-hmm. To the 49ers. Sure. That move last year would have never happened because Dan Snyder would have never allowed that. Right. I mean, Haskins was drafted because of Dan Snyder having his man crush on mm-hmm. a single player. Right. That's a hundred percent what happened. He right. picked a coach based off of that one player. Right. Wayne Haskins is a good quarterback. Like, obviously, like, he's not going to be, like, a West Coast-type offense quarterback. He's a, a typical drop back. Let me go get, find my guys in the offense. Let me toss it over to them, right? right? Ohio State, you can talk to Urban Meyer. He is still saying Dwayne Haskins is better than Joe Burrow. Today, he's still saying that. So hey, He asked me, so I'm not. I mean, yeah, he has to say it. He has to say that, in fairness. (laughs) But overall, like, I I think Dwayne Haskins has a huge step forward now that he has full grasp of the offense. He's learning everything. And, you know, he's getting all those first-team reps whenever training camp does open. Yeah. I, um... We'll see. Yeah, I, I think they're going to keep AP as well. Um, I think he probably, just like they're going to keep Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, Ryan Kerrigan can still contribute. Obviously, AP can as well. But I think in the first year of a new head coach, especially one where they're trying to change culture, they want to keep these veteran leaders um, that are going to be able to help the coach when the coach is not around. So AP probably makes the roster. Guys probably makes the roster. Gibson probably makes the roster. And then probably one more. I can't see them keeping five. Four is probably the number that they end up with. Maybe Bryce Love is put on the pup for a second consecutive year. Um, maybe not. I don't know. I, I wish they would trade off AP and Kerrigan and some of these other um, guys that still have some value so that they can bring in either picks or young prospects and build, man, because we're trying to make playoffs in a few years. We're not going to make it this year. And I, I keep coming back to that. And so when we have guys that are on expiring contracts like AP – only has one year left. Kerrigan only has one year left. Um, you might as well get something back, even if it's bare bones, a fifth round pick, sixth round pick, um, get whatever you can. Um, but more likely than not, AP is here to stay for another season and probably going to make the 53 man roster. I agree with Kerrigan though. I think Kerrigan they should move on from, because he, he's actually going to get you some value back. I don't know what the value on AP really even is. Like, yeah, I don't think you can is get it, value for AP, maybe Kerrigan. If you get a yeah. sixth round pick, if you get a sixth round pick for AP, what's the difference really? Like six, a late a sixth round pick, like or you get leadership and like maybe you can like get some guys going. My man, that's worth more versus like on the defense. You're so stacked on defense that like. I mean, that's not coming down there, I don't think you would get like a fourth or fifth rounder for Kerrigan. A fourth uh, or fifth? I would hope that you could at least that you could at least get um, a fourth. Uh, maybe not. Uh, Last year, the Ravens and the Colts came calling to Bruce Allen for a trade for Ryan Kerrigan. Um, and, you know, Bruce Allen is who he is. Obviously, he didn't take it. Um, but I don't know. Bruce, let's not discount six-round picks. Alfred Morris was a six-round pick. Obviously, the most infamous six-round pick in NFL history is Tom Brady. So um, let's not discount six-round picks. They can contribute. They can be players. Um, carry early on or down a few years. Um, I would take, I would take, obviously I'd take a fourth if I could for Ryan Kerrigan. If it's a fifth, I'd take a fifth. Probably after a fifth, I would rather keep him and yeah. have the mentorship and leadership that he provides for one more season and depth, obviously, right? Like he still can play, but we're so, we have an excess of depth right now on the D line. Like I would uh, love to see, I would love to see Chase Young and Kerrigan though, just like for like two games. Where like Kerrigan's finally gonna get to run free, like he's finally. Kerrigan's gonna not to gonna start though. Kerrigan's not gonna project it to start. You probably have Montez. No, I, I, no agree. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. But I just think it's if 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 Chase Young is gonna be a three down three down um guy, then Kerrigan is gonna be on the field with him once in a while, and he's gonna sure. run free. Something he has not done his whole career. Like, yeah. Except, like when he had Rack. When when we had a Rack though, yes, he could maybe run free a little bit. But that's that's exciting to hear that like. So, Kerrigan is like your fourth guy that you have to block at this point. So Kerrigan, just FYI, just because I, I wanted to look up the numbers. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm saying he's not going to be worth a fourth-round pick to other teams. Mm-hmm. This is why I also don't think he'll be a fifth-round pick. He's mostly played 16 games every single season except for this past season. Played 12. Mm-hmm. Right? 
And he normally has double-digit sacks, but that number dipped to 5.5. Mm-hmm. Could be because Greg Minuski and the team just kind of was lackluster. But everyone's going to see that he's a 31-year-old outside linebacker mm-hmm. slash defensive end, wherever you want to put him. Mm-hmm. His numbers are on the decline, and he's getting mm-hmm. old. And I agree. You don't see a lot of that. With like, You don't see guys giving up fourth-round picks for a 31-year-old that had his production cut more in half. Like, Last season, he had 13 sacks. Season before that, 13 sacks. Season before that, 11 sacks. This past season, five and a half. That's right. more than half of your production cut. Right. They're just, there's no way that they would be able to get a third. If they could, take it in a heartbeat, without question. Right. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about Ryan Kerrigan is that people outside the D.C. market, for some reason – have always perceived him to be a greater player than he has, right? Us who have been watching him, and he's not a bad player. You just mentioned all the double-digit sack seasons he's had. He's been very consistent. The way I would put him, though, is that he's consistently slightly above average. Um, He's not that star wow player like Khalil Mack, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, but he's, you know, he's not a scrub either. Like, double-digit sacks. uh, But those guys, those guys weren't two first-round picks, right? So, like, a fourth is nothing compared to that, right? So even if right, but him, those guys aren't about to be like. I think his birthday is in August, right? So actually, Ryan Kerrigan is about to be 32 years old. Like those guys, um, Khalil Mack uh, warranted two first-round picks because he got traded in his like mid-20s. Um, but this is what's crazy, right? So the Ryan Kerrigan thing, we'll see. Most likely or not, just like AP, he's going to be on this roster. He's going to play out his last year. That contract will expire and we'll get nothing back for him in return, except for maybe compensatory picks. Um, But look at Chase Young, dude. This guy was 20 years old just a couple weeks ago before the draft. Um, He is already taller than Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack's 6'3". Um, Chase Young is 6'5", and he's only 20 years old, right? So at 20 years old, you may still get another inch or so. He has – J.J. Watt is also 6'5", but J.J. Watt's 290 pounds. So that's why J.J. Watt is more power than speed because he's so big. So Chase Young has the height of J.J. Uh, Watt, and J.J. Watt's known for batting these balls down, right? Always you see these games, J.J. Watt just somehow gets a hand up just in time to bat him because he's so tall. And Khalil Mack is known for getting to these guys so fast because – He's so light and has that speed. Chase Young has the weight of Khalil Mack, but the height of J.J. Watt. He's a freaking hybrid, dude, and he's only 20 years old. Um, Hopefully, he's going to build more muscle. Hopefully, he maybe gets another inch or two. Um, He could be a huge threat. Dude, do you hear Chase Young was saying that his dad was growing up until, like, his height up until he was, like, 25? Insane, right? So, like, he could definitely grow another inch or two. Insane, man. Yeah, I love him. I love that we have him. We have so much depth on the D-line now. Like, we don't need Kerrigan. If you can get something, trade him. Right now, you're going to have either Darren Payne or Jonathan Allen sitting on the bench. Like, if you're running a 4-3, and thank God you're running a 4-3, because that means there's going to be one more defensive line, at least, on the field. But if you have Montez Sweat first-round pick, Chase Young first-round pick, Ionitis, who is arguably right now our best defensive tackle, and then either Jonathan Allen or Darren Payne, that means you're going to have one guy on the bench. Like, Darren Payne or Jonathan Allen have to come in that's a first round pick on the bench you're going to also have ryan kerrigan on the bench that's two first round picks are sitting on the bench and you need depth right injuries happen fatigue happens it's always good to be able to interchange these guys but you have too much debt on the depth on the d-line you also have tim settle the virginia tech product you have uh, ryan anderson who i think they're going to want to use at end trade ryan kerrigan or trade jonathan allen one of these two guys well they um, picked up get- jonathan allen's fifth year option i don't i and after Ryan Kerrigan, I would say Jonathan Allen was probably the main captain leader role. He, I would say yeah. as a player, he's not necessarily worked out to what we thought he would be. Mm-hmm. But as like a leader, he's definitely there. Oh, yeah. And he's, I mean, we have a leader. We, we just got a leader. We got Thomas Davis now, right? Okay, like we have. But you're not going to get rid of your old leader just because you got another guy that is. No, I, I get that. But if you're, you don't have to worry about leadership if you ship off a guy, right? Like, you're not worried about it. this is this is Ron Rivera's guy. This guy's been in the league since we were like infants, right? Like, right. Like, like he, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's he's had the experiences, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, but I, 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 yeah. as much as I don't think that Jonathan Allen should have had his fifth year option picked up, I, I don't personally find it that like his production was worth it. 
but I understand why they kept him around, right? And why that they're planning on like proceeding forward with him. You're also forgetting that we're supposed to have Ruben Foster back. And if he works out the way that he's supposed to work out, that's another first round pick in that front seven. No, I, I feel you. Um, what was I going to say? Well, he, they didn't pick up his option, right? They did not pick they, up They did Foster. not pick up his option. Which, which makes sense. That, that I agree. You don't know what his injury is. He still hasn't played or any of that stuff. So, like, I'm, I'm – ooh, whoa, whoa. I, I don't know why it sounds like that. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Sorry. It, like, broke up for a second. I mean, yes, you have to get rid of somebody on defense. I, I agree. I'm excited for this defense. I am projecting this as, like, a top seven defense. It should theoretically be a top seven defense. Our offense will not be as good. It will not keep Our us. offense like, is going to be horrible in my to be, honestly, to be honest, you should keep everyone. I take this all back. You should keep everyone because the defense is going to be playing a lot. you got to keep everyone. Keep people fresh. <laughs> yeah, like, our, our defense, like, we're just built for depth right now um, on that front seven. Like, yeah. we have too many – it's it kind of what happens, like, when you go to, like, a 3-4 to a 4-3, where all those outside linebackers now have shifted into your, like, defensive ends. And yeah. now, instead of having, like, basically three defensive tackles, you've got, like, I don't know, like, two defensive tackles and, like, a ton of ends. Like, I don't know, I don't know how we're going to, like, man up all this, but I think we got the proper guys in place to manage that. Agreed. Agreed. I want to talk about two more things, then we can wrap it up. Um, wide receivers. Uh, how do you feel about that group right now? Like, I mean, right now you have Terry McLaurin, and then you have who's your next guy? It's either Steven Sims or Kelvin Harmon. Who Kelvin Harmon? I am high on. I still think that they didn't they didn't give him enough snaps. I think he he can be a stud. And like you saw it last year, like balls weren't thrown properly to him. But he's still fighting for him. Like I remember one specific play where. It was a bad throw, and he was just making sure the ball wasn't getting intercepted. I, I mm-hmm. remember that. So he's he's a smart guy. But um, what do you guys think about that room going in, going after the draft? I personally like all the young guys, mm-hmm. but I don't see anyone that's like a pure number one stud, right? Mm-hmm. And to clarify, I'm also saying I don't think Scary Terry is like a pure number one stud. I think. Scary Terry is more of a above average number two wide receiver. I don't see him as that Julio Jones type, DeAndre Hopkins type, even Amari Cooper type, right? Like, I think Scary Terry is the speedster, more of like a Deshaun Jackson type guy, right? And Deshaun Jackson was the number one wide receiver for a long time, but Mm – in my opinion, I would have rather had a Pierre Garçon than a Deshaun Jackson, right? I want that guy mm-hmm. that can literally catch the ball at any time and still take yeah. it to the house, right? Yeah. Scary Terry, he needs that space. And if you don't get that space, he, he basically he's useless. I'm not saying he is. He made a lot of plays for us. Very good, strong number two wide receiver. We don't have a pure number one yet. Yeah, and I think I think the team agrees with you, right? That's why they tried so hard to go after Amari Cooper, giving him a $100 million offer, and he got a little bit of a better offer to go to Dallas. Um, so obviously, Ron Rivera and the coaching staff thinks the same thing you just said. Um, we don't still have one. I think Cody Latimer, the uh, former first-round pick who's on our roster right now, they picked him up in free agency. I think he makes this roster um, because we just don't have that much depth. I love Harmon. I think Sims is a good prospect. The fourth-round pick. Um, it's probably going to make this team. I'm surprised Cam Sims hasn't caught on. If you guys know who that is, he's an yes, undrafted. Yes, I want – he's 6'5". He's like – he reminds me of um, – do you remember the guy that we drafted from Miami a long time ago that just never panned out? He's a big-ass dude. Oh, my God. I'm forgetting his name. Out of Miami? Yeah. Oh, Hankerson. A, Leonard Hankerson. Hankerson, right? And he never yeah. panned out. And Cam – I mean, he, we spent a pick on him. Him, mm-hmm. going to pick on him. We've going to pick on Malcolm Kelly, uh, mm-hmm. Devin Thomas, all these guys that mm-hmm. didn't pan out. And I'm feeling like Cam Sims is about to be in that, in that group of people. Dude, all right. So my opinion on Cam Sims, like obviously I've always liked him, but I've been kind of biased towards Alabama guys. There's a reason why yeah. he can't crack the roster. There's a reason why every time he goes to a practice squad, no one else picks him up because 
Right. He's just a guy that we like because of how tall he is. It's not because he has skill. Right. Well, he also and has dreads. Getting... Huh? He also has dreads. <laughs> that so, always helps. Uh, I, I'm, I'm putting it down right now. He's not making the roster. He, he's I, definitely going to be cut. He's not making the practice squad this year. It, it's basically we got too many guys, too many weapons now that there's just no spot for him, flat out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I get it. He's 6'5". Guess what? Goldie is 6'4 uh, now. So we got a guy basically the same height. So no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And we used a draft pick on too. So there's no chance that Cam Sims makes the roster. Um, and to, to be frank, I think because we have so much caps, we have the second highest cap space right now, and we're going to be one of the leaders next year in cap yeah. space. And if we don't blow it. Huh? I said if we don't blow it this season, like hopefully we don't try to sign some random veterans here at the last second. I hope we keep it for next year. Yeah. And here's the thing. We're, we're going to be having to pay a lot of these guys coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, Jonathan Allen, they're going to end up paying him. The, you know, Robert, uh, oh, sorry. You're good. <laughs> um, so uh, basically like you, Ruben Foster, if he works out, you're going to have to end up paying him. You know, like you got a lot of young core guys that you're going to need to spend a bulk of this money on because they're, Jerron Payne's contract is going to be coming up as well after the year after Jonathan Allen's. So mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are going to be wanting to get paid soon. And, you know, we're going to need to spend our money wisely. I think that they end up going big next season on wide receiver again, like they just tried to do this season. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I don't know who's going to be available next year. But I, I, I know for a fact that they're definitely going to be looking hard for a pure number one. And yeah. probably a tight end as well, because I don't. As much as I want to say I like Thaddeus Moss, I don't know if he's going to be like the answer. Yeah, so. yeah, he, he didn't get drafted for a reason. Everybody's pretty high on him, and I'm I'm intrigued by it as well. But you know, he didn't get drafted um, by any team for seven whole rounds for for a reason. So he has his deficiencies in his game. Um, what was I going to say? I, I don't know. I'm, I think they will go hard for receiver next season. I think they'll go big for a uh, cornerback next off season as well. So I'm hoping they keep this cap room that they have. I hope they don't blow it on some stupid Logan Ryan or um, some like insignificant Drake or Patrick signings this off season, just as stop gaps. Um, so we'll see the, um, I wanted to circle back on Sadiq Charles. Uh, JK was diving into him a little bit. I like that pick. Um, this guy is a third round pick or fourth round pick, right? Fourth round pick. Fourth round. Fourth round pick that could have potentially been a second round pick, um, if not for his off the field issues. And I love grabbing value like that, right? That's a guy whose talent dictates he should be higher, but other reasons such as character um, drops him back. And he's coming to a team where I can finally have faith that they're going to help mold his character, right? If he was coming into the organization last year then I would have been like, this is a waste of a pick because you need guys who already have strong character because we don't have a strong foundation in our team. Now we have a strong foundation. Ron Rivera brings that type of reputation. And now we can take these kind of risks and gambles on players that have some troubling history because they, we have, a great, we have a, a great core, right? And that's how you find value. When you have that great core, you can find guys that are dropping bring them in. Janoris Jenkins was another guy who everything about his talent was a high first round pick. He fell in the draft and I was hoping I didn't, I wanted him because of his value, but I knew if we ever got him, we would have screwed him up and he had a decent career. You know, he, he lasted for a while. Um, so I like Sadiq Charles. We need a tackle. We got one that's potentially a starter. Jerron Christian, who was a third round pick for us has been a complete bust. Um, so maybe he's the future, maybe not, but at least we have a, prospect in our system and that's always what I hope for just to have someone that looks like he may be promising and we'll find out if he is or not um so Sadiq Charles keep an eye on him that guy played goalie in high school and he got uh, d1 college offers to play soccer um instead of football and that's a huge testament to his athleticism dude how goalie is probably the hardest position to play on the pitch and um for a big guy like you would assume a receiver played goalie you assume a corner can play goalie but an offensive tackle playing goalkeeper in, on soccer pitch, 
that's awesome uh, that he's that athletic. Um, he probably still needs work. He's not the best tackle in the draft, obviously, despite his off-the-field issues. But I think Rivera found some value there. Yeah. I, he's got to coach him up. Basically, got to double up on everything you said right there. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah, man. He's just going to be a guy that I think is going to be a big surprise for us. Yeah. For sure, sure. The only the other only, draft pick, yeah. let me let me point out one more draft pick. Uh, yeah. Kaliki Hudson, the Michigan linebacker that uh, was uh, coached by Jim Harbaugh. I like this guy. Um, yeah. Late draft pick, um, nothing stands up stands out about him. We didn't get him till the fifth round, so obviously nobody wanted him before. But um, if you guys know who Dion Buchanan is, and kind of also similar to Sula Cravens, he's a slim linebacker that is good in coverage. Um, and can blitz really well. I watch a little bit of his highlights because I'm always intrigued when I see guys um, that are from big programs like Michigan. And this guy is going to make the 53-man roster. He's not going to be a starter. We had these veterans, Thomas Davis that we brought in, Ruben Foster that we have. But this is a weak side linebacker that's going to be perfect for the 4-3. He'll be a special teams guy early on. But look for him to be a starter that we'll be talking about in a couple of years when it comes time for these guys to get re-signed and the team decides not to re-sign him because they have Hudson coming in behind. Um, he won't make any big splashes early on, but I watched a lot of this guy's tape after we drafted him because I had no idea who the hell he was, and he looks like he has some promise. Yeah, I mean, I like to pick – I mean, when you go that late, it's like even if you're a shitty Jabril Peppers, whatever. I mean, you're, you're productive enough to make a roster, right, and you're going, what, what he's in the sixth? Right? He was a fifth pick. round. Jabril was a high pick, wasn't he? Jabril was no, no, Jabril was. Yeah. Jabril was. A, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you get a shitty version of him in like the uh, yeah. in the fifth, I we're, mean, that's value still. We're right? just grabbing shitty versions of all the players this year. Hey, yeah. listen, that's how listen, that's how the Pist- <laughs> that's how the Pistons beat the Lakers, right? You just get enough of talent of one guy that can do one thing really well, and you can beat the super team. That's how I see yeah. it. That's yeah. how I see it. Um. The only last thing I want to say is that we still don't have a tight end. Jeremy Sprinkle is our number one tight end going into the season, and I'm not happy about that. You're not Please. like – you You have a young quarterback. You're, the tight end is supposed to be your best friend. A big-ass dude that just – like, this is the surface area you can throw to me, and I'll catch it. Like, you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the thing that kind of scares me the most is how high they are on Logan Thomas. Like, mm. okay. they are all raving about him. I'm like – Guys, this guy barely made a roster last year. Like, I don't even know if he made the roster. No, he played well. He played for Detroit. He actually, in the game where the Redskins played Detroit, he scored on us. Um, so he's not bad. He's an athlete, right? Same as when he was at Virginia Tech. He was, a, uh, he was a, I think, a five-star tight end recruit who got converted to quarterback by Frank Beamer because we just needed somebody to be an athlete at the quarterback position once Tyrod Taylor left. Um, I don't think he's a bad signing, and I don't think he was an expensive signing for us. Um, we also got Rodgers, who uh, he's been all over the Rogers, league. Yeah. yeah, so we have two. I think Thaddeus Moss made a smart decision, right? When you're an undrafted free agent, you can pick whatever team you want to go to. Sometimes it's better if it's a seventh round and you haven't been drafted yet. You almost want to hope not to get drafted in that last round because then you get to choose. Whereas if you get drafted, you got to go to whatever team picks you up. Um, so I think he made a smart decision. Uh, I don't know if he made it or if his agent told him or maybe his dad, but when you look at the Redskins' depth at tight end, there's really nobody that sticks out. Like if Jeremy Sprinkle, the former fifth-round pick, uh, is your projected starter, then that's the team you want to go to because you can beat that guy out. Um, so Thaddeus Moss has a good chance of making this 53-man roster. I think he makes. I think he 100% makes it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that Jeremy Sprinkle's roster spot is safe, to be honest. And I don't mm-hmm. think Richard Rogers' uh, spot is safe either. I think those yeah. two are the guys that basically have to fight for that third tight end spot. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's fair. And I think Sprinkle was a 20, 2017 draft pick, right? So he's, he's on his last year of his deal. And I think Logan Thomas signed a two-year, and I think Rogers signed a one-year. But all of them can be cut at any moment. Um, so, yeah, I think Moss is a great signing. Everybody here in this market was super excited, obviously, given his name, and he was on the national championship team. Um, but I think, he, I think he makes it. I'm, I'm excited to see who's the odd man out because um, Sprinkle has not impressed at all. Um, he was on a stacked tight end roster for his entire career with Reed and Vernon Davis ahead of him, and he did, never really did much. Um, and uh, he just looks robotic on the field. Like, he, he doesn't look fluid. He's 
hard out of his breaks. And I don't know if he has good hands. I, I've rarely seen him catch. I don't know if anybody has his career stats up, but I'd be impressed to hear that he has more than 20 catches. And that's pretty embarrassing to say that maybe you have 20 catches after three years of being in the NFL. Um, we just mentioned he was. He has, he has more than 20 catches. How many does he have? 33. Oh, so he's got 10. He's got 11 catches a season. He's been in the league three years. He's he got 11, three career touchdowns. Wow. In fairness, he had 26. He had 26 last year receptions. Still right. that out there. And so I mentioned that he was third on the depth chart, but in reality, he wasn't because J- Jordan Reed has been injured on and off all the last three years. And even Vernon Davis has been injured on and off the last couple of years. So Jeremy Sprinkle has had plenty of snaps. And the fact that he only had 33 catches, that's embarrassing. All he I know is 27 out of 43 games. He's only, he's only played 27 out of 43? Yeah. Oh, so he's been injured too then. And I just haven't noticed because he's been insignificant well, or maybe. I think at, in the beginning of his career, like, he just didn't – like, he was that odd man out. Sure, like, yeah. He activated for game day. Yeah, possibly. I, I, think that, I think that if we're going towards week one or week four of the preseason, whatever the preseason rules are now, if you don't – if this is your roster, you got to cut ties with Jeremy Sprinkle. You might have to cut ties with another one of these guys like Richard – Roger Roger. Richard Rogers, whatever his name is, and call mm-hmm. it Delaney Walker. Honestly, you need to get a tight end for this for Dwayne Haskins. He's gonna look for his tight end when things break down. And if you're not gonna have it, he's gonna look terrible. Like tight ends make quarterbacks look good. Young quarterbacks yeah. look good. Dude, to so, be honest, like, I'm surprised that they haven't. Like, dude, you have all the cap space in the world right now. Like right. what, what is your holdup? Exactly. Yeah. I just call Delaney Walker or call Charles Clay if you want to spend a little less money. Either or just someone that's consistent. Like, that can help. It's better than Jeremy Sprinkle at this point. I'm not even saying Charles Clay is good. I'm just saying that like, he's better than Jeremy Sprinkle at this moment. I mean, at the very least, just pay him for one season. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And they're yeah. off next, next season. Like, screw it. They they tried I, to go after Greg Olson, and they're I mean, they're both, like, aging veterans, so I'm surprised why they're not going after Delaney Walker. Because um, There have been rumors. There, there have been rumors. I just don't, yeah, I just don't know what happened. Um, I'd be fine I mean, with Jer- a one-year deal. Jordan Reed is still a free agent. Just, you know, throwing that out there. Yeah, healthy. I feel for him. I'm surprised he wants to play, man. I, if I've had Same. as many injuries as he's had, especially to the head, like, that's dangerous. Um, but, yeah, the Redskins, uh, I don't, I don't want to say they screwed up, but they should have gone a little bit harder after Austin Hooper, um, who ended up signing with the Cleveland Browns. Oh, no, dude. I I would not pay what they paid for Austin Hooper. They only Hooper. paid $10 million. Austin- that's way too much for him. He's not that good. He's to be honest, I'm kind of with Gogia. Like, I, I feel like he got okay. overpaid. And I've never been like, oh, my God, Austin Hooper's on the field. He scares me, you know? like He's a 24-year-old, about to enter his prime, tight end. $10 million a year? Like, I don't know what the rankings are on the highest-paid tight end and where he I'm falls. Maybe, maybe he's number one on that list now. But I think tight ends make good money, and tight and ten million didn't stand out to me as like absurd. And so obviously the Redskins would have to pay a little bit more to get him. So maybe they get to like ten and a half, eleven, and that's starting to get high. I agree. Um, but you need a good tight end, man. And like like we just said, an undrafted free agent has the ability to make this roster because we don't have any. So uh, well, paying the highest paid tight end last season was Jimmy Graham at ten million a season. Okay, so, so he didn't now- even. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I have to look something up. My bad. Kelsey was number two at nine point four million. Uh huh. And our boy was number three, Jordan Reed from the Redskins, nine point four million as well. Right. So, so Austin going Hooper into twenty twenty, going into twenty twenty, Austin Hooper would make a total cash eleven eleven point five million. Hunter Henry makes ten point six because I believe he's on a franchise, uh, franchise tag, right? Correct. Then it's yeah. Gronk is at a ten million, and then Travis Kelsey at nine point two. And tell like, me how old each of those are, right? Isn't Austin Hooper the youngest out of all of them? Maybe Hunter Henry is the same age. Austin Hooper is young, man. Like if you if we would have locked him up for four years or however many years they got him, he, he would have been locked up for the prime of his career. I, I get that. I just I don't see like if you tell me the top three tight ends, he's not even on that list, and he's the most paid. Like you're gonna have to pay him twelve million then. Like but I don't want to pay the that. The youngest, much. like Travis Kelsey's old, right? He's in his thirties, I think. Um, he's thirty. 
He Hunter Henry's the only one I don't know. I think he's still in his prime. He's 25. He's 25. Yeah, he's I mean, you got George but he's, Kittle, who's probably – it's him and Travis Kelsey, the top two. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they, they should have – Kittle's 26. Yeah. He's going to be 27 during this season. How old is Austin Hooper? Am I wrong in thinking that he's super young? Yeah, he's he 25. He's 25. He's the youngest out of all. I, I was in the boat of we should have won after Eric Ebron. Because you would have mm. got him for half the price. He's athletic. And the thing is, every team he's ever been on, he's been the second guy, right? Like, I don't need him to be like Jordan Reed. I just need him to be open. That's it. So he can throw him the ball. And he's athletic. He's a, he's a decent dude. Like, decent tight end for half the price. And, and the Steelers got a steal with him. Yes. They got him so cheap. I think for two years, $12 million, And that is a bargain. Um, if he pans out, you got a bargain. If he doesn't pan out, you know, you still got a solid guy to at least fill that gap. Um, yeah. yeah, that would have been a good pickup. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, we're paying – I mean, look, they're paying double the price. We're paying half the price for Logan Thomas. That's all I'm saying. It's $3.6 million. So, yeah, still overpaid. wonderful. So overpaid. We'll so see. Delaney overpaid. Walker, I wouldn't be upset about bringing Delaney Walker in. I, it, it kind of uh, contradicts everything I've been saying about bringing in young prospects getting them the experience, and you would think you want uh, Thaddeus Moss and Jeremy Sprinkle to get that exposure, but I'd be fine with a Delaney Walker. I mean, I think, honestly, somehow, like, O.J. Howard is now, like, dead water. That's, like, not dead water, like, dead meat at this point. Gronk came back. You still oh, – you already repaid – sorry, not repaid – overpaid for Cameron Bright. I mean, yeah, I take O.J. Howard tomorrow. And they picked up a fifth-year option. So they actually locked themselves in to two more years of O.J. Howard. Um, That was a surprising move. But it also locks you in. You can trade him. You have his fifth-year option. Correct. And that's probably what they're thinking. But, yeah, they have three tight ends on – I mean, Gronk is gone after this year, right? And then it'll just be O.J. and Bray. And then O.J. only has that one more year left. So after that year, it's just Bray. But maybe it makes sense for them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I would love to see O.J. Howard come here. That would be the perfect situation. But yeah. I don't know. What do you what do you have to give up for him? That's I wouldn't give up a first or a second or a third. I give, give him Kerrigan and a fourth. You'd you have to give up something else. Yeah, you, I wouldn't give up a first, second, or third. But I give him Kerrigan and something. Kerrigan and a four. Bucks, if you're listening, we can broker this deal. We have the authority. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about, Redskins? We got it like vomited it all out. Uh, Cameron Curl, uh, Arkansas yeah. seventh round pick, just a guy may make it, might not even make a difference. I like that he played corner and safety. Um, I like guys. Yeah, but they're versatile. And so they always have that potential maximum. Maybe his ceiling is just special teams, but maybe not. Um, I like the, when guys can play those two positions at safety and corner, um, I'm always down to take a coin flip on them. And so I just wanted to mention his name. Let's see if he pans out to be anything. He's probably just another guy that we get high on and then we lose the track of his name. But um, let's see. Yeah. He's got the size. He's got the, he's got the experience. I'm, I'm excited to see him. For sure. For Arash, sure. I, mean, I, I asked Ogia this a couple weeks ago or a week ago or whatever. But Jadavion Clowney is still a free agent. Wild, dude. Wild. Right? Yeah. Would, you, would you pick him? Like, we have all the cap space in the world, right? Mm-hmm. endless amounts would you mm-hmm. just toss a 20 million dollar contract at him and be like come play with us for a one or two years 20 million think about if, the rotation at that point it'd be too much it'd be too much there'd be guys finishing games with a lot left in the tank because they just there wasn't enough plays to play on the field if i could somehow negotiate a deal to move kerrigan plus one more then as soon as I found out that deal is possible without shaking hands on the deal, I would sign Jadavion. I'd call him and I'd talk to him for the next 48 hours and try to get him signed. And then I'd immediately go back and do that trade that I came to agreement on terms with. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't <laughs> add him to what we have tried to keep all of them because you're going to have too many good players finishing the game with a lot left in the tank. And that just means you don't have enough snaps to share amongst them. I would try to trade Kerrigan and Jonathan Allen or Ioannidis. The reason I trade Jonathan Allen, even though he's younger than Ioannidis, is because you only have two years left of him. You have three years of Ioannidis locked up on a good deal. You've got three years of De'Aaron Payne. 
You'd have four years of Montez Sweat, and now you have five years of Chase Young. Kerrigan only has one. Jonathan Allen only has two. Trade those guys. And then, yeah, I would love to bring in a Jadavion. The only thing is he plays on the outside like Sweat and, uh, and Young. So they, one of those would always have to be on the bench while the other two are on the field. Do you think he can play corner? Because we really have a need at corner. He's a freak, man. He's 26 you years that old. We signed Kendall Fuller, bro. Like, yeah. So, okay, he can't guard three receivers. So, let me know what he can do. Who's our Kendall next guy? Fuller. We're lucky Maybe we got Kendall. Who's our second guy? Darby. Oh, Darby, Darby. Darby will be our number two. Yeah, and then Fabian Moreau, who was a third round investment, so might as well give him a try. He'll be the number three. So that's a solid top three. I'm happy going into the season with those three. Darby um, got burned a lot last year. Darby, Darby, got, Darby, Darby's a downgrade from Quentin Dunbar, in my opinion. He's a downgrade. But also, he wasn't put in a good situation for himself. I yeah, guess. I don't know. I just you, you I, forget that like corners that have gone to Philly have not worked out. Sure, I, when they came out of Philly, they still didn't work out. <laughs> they just ended their careers. Remember Namdi Asawa? His career just ended after that. <laughs> yeah. I'm down to take a flyer on Darby. If we were had Dunbar was on a one-year deal, Darby's on a one-year yeah. deal. Uh, we know what Dunbar is, right? After now having him for, oh, damn, we've had him for a while, five or six years. Like, I'm fine with taking a flyer on Darby instead of Dunbar for this last season. Yeah, it's fine. One, one year, three million, whatever. I'm not, like, upset at the money. I just don't think that. I would love to have another, like, solid corner. And then I'm like, Dunbar was a solid two. Like, yes, he got burned here and there, but – as a two, he was fine. He did the job. Like Breland did. Breland did the job as a two, right? Mm-hmm. Just Yeah, you get burned here and there. Like, I remember one year that um, Breland had, had Dez. And, yes, there was a couple catches he had. But he frustrated Dez so much. That that's what I want from a two, right? All you want is a dude that's going to frustrate the guy. Yes, you're going to get scored on. Breland is lucky to be alive today, man. Did you see his incident and the video footage of that? No. Yeah. What happened? What? I don't know if he was in Ashburn. I, I heard about the incident. I just didn't see the footage. Yeah, man. I, he was like staring down the barrel of a gun of a police officer um, at a gas station. And like, he just like wasn't phased. Like, uh, I was like kind of, I mean, I knew the outcome was fine. But like, if you were just watching that video for the first time, you were thinking probably in your head, oh man, this is one of those videos where things go bad. Um, and thankfully it didn't go bad. And he's probably suspended for the season. Um, but yeah, he was like in a con, he wasn't in a confrontation, but this cop was trying to arrest him and he just wouldn't let the cop, like he would just keep hiding one of his hands. And, um, the cop had one of his hands and the other hand cop kept trying to like politely grab to be able to secure him. And he was just constantly moving his hand and he wasn't even like looking at the cop. He was like talking to somebody else off camera. And I was just literally watching it now. And like, yeah, it makes you feel uneasy. Uh, Yeah. Yo, go I, it, send that video to me. I got you. I'm, oh, I'm man, glad everything guys, worked out. This guy, like, yo, Breland is moving around a lot for someone yeah. that's being talked to by a cop. He's yeah, moving around a lot. Like, you're yeah. always told to, like, not make sudden movements when you're, you know, speaking to the an officer. To, the dude's trying to arrest him, and he just keeps moving his arm like this. It's like, yeah. every two seconds, he's like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm really, good. Every really seconds. bold, man. Really bold. Dude, that's, that's, I'll, I'll text it to you right now. I'll, I'll message it to you now. But all right. I think we should wrap it up. We can keep going and going and going. You know. So let's game. finish it on this note. Give a final yes. grade, JK and Gogia, on the Redskins draft. A to F, final grade. Where do you put them? I go with a B because I see three starters out of this out of this draft. Okay. That's fair. And, Better than uh, last year's draft? Last year, you had two first-round picks. I would say it's – it all depends on how Chase Young comes out. If Chase yeah. Young is that once-in-a-generation talent, it goes from a B to an A automatically. Sure. Agreed. Right? Like, if, it, yeah. if he's a generational talent, well, you could be bust on all the other picks, and it'd yeah, still be an sweat, A. Sweat was basically nothing last season, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Didn't get any production out of a first-round pick. So that's Agreed. a punt right there. So I, I'd say right now it's a push with last season's draft. Okay. I mean, that's, also the, that's also the usage on the past regime. That's an, that's an indictment on them as well. Yeah, um, true. Uh, 
Give us a grade first. B minus. C minus. It's a no. Uh, C. Sorry, not C minus. C plus B minus. Kind of like in that realm for me. Um, I I think there's a lot of question marks of why make the move, like, for um, what was the running back quarter wide receiver's name? I'm blanking on his name. Antonio Gibson. Aaron McLaurin. Gibson. No Gibson. Like I don't I don't know how that's gonna turn out. Uh, I like Gandy. He's Gandy Golden. I like him. And I like Chase Young, obviously. Everything else is like, let's see. You I don't like know. So, huh? You didn't like Charles? Charles who? What are you talking about? Uh, Sadiq. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, again. If he pan- – I like the pick. I was hoping we'd go with, like – it was fine. I'm not against the pick. Like, it's, it's a good pick, and it could pan out. Again, it's a lot of – it's a lot more question marks, in my opinion, for this year than there were – like, last year, I felt like we got more value. Like, I think Montez Sweat is still going to be a very good pickup. Mm-hmm. I think that was a bad regime. Like, they didn't use him properly. I think Bryce Love, if we keep him, can be something. I um, also think Wes Martin is a good pickup if we use him. Um, I'm trying to – I need to go back to the rest of the draft. I don't remember that off the top of my head. But, like – Best draft Yeah, I completely lost that. Uh, go uh, to. I'm gonna take your, your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say last year. Never mind. You can't hear you. Hold on, I'm gonna kick the, your video off. I'm gonna kick your video. Best off. draft pick that we had. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now kick your video. Go ahead. My bad. I was gonna Aww. say best draft pick, even though we had two first round, not working. No, you're good. You're good. Okay, the best draft pick from last year, Cole Holcomb, fifth round yes. pick, linebacker out of UNC. That guy's been a steal for us, and he's got a high ceiling. It's yeah. going to be interesting how we use him this year. Yeah, it, yep. now we're stacked at linebacker, if especially if Ruben Foster comes back. Yep. I also was hoping Jimmy Moore, uh, Moreland was going to do something, but he has not done much. Yeah. I, I mean, Wes Martin can still like just put him in the lineup first. Like we didn't put him in the lineup enough. Dude looks like a guy that should be a guard. Like he drives a pickup truck and like is a yeah. big white dude with a beard. Like from like Middle America, from yeah. Indiana. This yeah, is the yeah. yeah, we need a left guard, so this is an opportunity. Yep, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, and if, what do you think, Rush? What was your grade for this draft? I graded a B minus, and I think it's better than last year's draft. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, we got to see last year's draft. That's kind of why. And we also have a new coaching regime, so maybe I'm just mm-hmm. hopeful for all those guys. Cool. Cool. All cool, right, cool. guys. Let's see. All right. Well, there's another, another episode of Rockwell next. Make sure you're subscribed. We come out on Wednesdays at noon, almost ish. Yeah. Shout Dude. out to Andrew <laughs> for watching all of our episodes. Huh? Shout out What's to Andrew for watching all of our episodes. Who is it? Sorry, it keeps cutting out. He's a, an honored guy. Oh, yeah. What's up, Doug? He's our number one follower. Number one follower, man. All right, we got to get a ball, and we have to all sign it and send it to him. <laughs> I will definitely sign uh, um, it. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We can do that. That's our first listener. We got you. All right, guys. Peace. All right, take it easy. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor.